Hi, I'm Josh, and I'm a recovering overthinker. This is the Lucky Welsh Podcast, and that is my pal. Hello. <laughs> it's so weird. That. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. Uh, this episode, episode is called Exercise Schmexercise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about restart and exercise. I say restart because everyone used to exercise uh, before life got in the way. Mm, that's true. Now you're a bit of an expert in this field. Yep. Um, do we need to mention anything from the last, from the last episode? Any controversy, any negative feedback, anything like that? There was nothing major. Most people no. liked that we disagreed. They yeah. really liked that bit. Um, <clears throat> I think, what was it? Oh, the, yeah, most people liked to be disagreed and it wasn't yeah. like in, in, a, in a bad way. No. Um, the marriage thing came up a, a little bit again, mm-hmm. but again, that's like, matter of opinion yeah rather than a criticism of of your life marriage. or yeah the marriage sham of a marriage doing it wrong <laughs> so it wasn't like an, a negative on that it was just a difference of opinion on marriage and and look it, if we got away with just that for that episode yeah i was surprised there wasn't more hate i think it was probably because there was a bit of balance balance you know but yeah. we gave our opinions on both sides it was almost like if you agreed with me or you agreed with you you felt that you yeah you had someone mm. on your corner, you so your maybe piece. that's yeah. it. You know. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, I was. We'll, we'll try. I don't think we'll find anything here today. No, not today. About. But we'll we'll work. Maybe we can throw something in at the end about the Palestinian conflict. Don't. <laughs> We're not going near that. And neither was no one enough about it. Right. So yeah, I'm going to restate the three dial life approach. Um, I, I might touch on exercise benefits, but again, I don't think people need to hear it. I think we all know it. Um, it depends, though. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll see what you think and see if it's worth discussing yeah, yeah. a little bit more. Um, and then I'll do the three sections of like restarting exercise, keeping going, and then never finishing. Mm. And then just look at values and beliefs around exercise. So what I'm trying to do is apply the animal model to a more practical thing of how you start using it yeah. um, to make yourself do stuff. Um, so this is my, I'm going to talk to you about this because I reckon you'll have a good opinion on it. Uh, my thesis is exercise and a good life are inextricable. One way you experience the world and your life is through your physical senses. Um, so if your physical body and organs are not functioning well, then you're less able to enjoy life and experience it as good, even when people would call it objectively good. Mm -hmm. So physical health alone may not make your life great, but poor physical health will definitely get in the way of experiencing a good life. What would you think in terms of exercise being important? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Like, obviously, we talk, I talk about this a a bit in the gym and Mm -hmm. people will come in. And what's great is when people come in and they've been there for, we'll say, three months. And they start to say, oh, I can see a difference now or I can feel a difference now or um, or on a day when they're really struggling or having a crap time at work or, mm. you know, the kids are at home and go mental or whatever. Um, I don't mean that in, in an actual <laughs> mental health way. But, and then they come in and they leave happy and they leave like they leave tired, but they felt that they've like done something they're sleeping better yeah and then they get in i think that opens the door to other things that opens the door to the idea of um trying to eat better yeah. you know because it becomes like a gateway, a thing. yeah it? yeah it's like a momentum be- shift and there's another thing as well like because people want to still enjoy their life they don't want to just sit at home looking at their apps like you or something <laughs> <laughs> but they want to be they want to like be able to give themselves uh, something to look forward to. So when they do exercise, maybe they can have a slice of cake or a yeah. bit of tartar. You know, like and that—that's there's nothing wrong with that either. No. It's not like no. everybody has to be on this like 
really strict diet and really strict exercise regime and all that. So for me, my mental health, it's it's the most important thing for my mental health. Mm. But also for like, I know people can't see the arms I have now. Oh, they will. They're mad. It's mad to see. It's mad to see. But but like that was my arm, I'm sure. (laughs) But but it's but uh, yeah, like I agree. I think it's the most important thing I've done in the last 15 years. Easily, yeah. Starting exercise. That's a sales pitch. Yeah. Um. So the dial lifestyle approach. So as we talked about before, health, wealth, and relationships is where I would suggest putting your energy. Um. And we pick these three because they give the best return on investment when it comes to building a good life. So as you've just said, like, I think it's the amount of effort you put in versus the reward mm-hmm. with exercises. You, there's no doubt that you don't look at it and go, mm, I'm not sure. You're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would definitely work. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, these are the areas that most often and easily get in the way of a good life. So the um, the goal is to work to try and prevent things going wrong or just less wrong in these areas. Um, all the other areas of life need a level of acceptance and should be taken as they come. We don't have enough mental bandwidth to tackle them all, all at once, mm-hmm. all the time. So I just think these three, as I say, if they go wrong, it like that's how you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause you can have all the money, but if you're wealth or, or sorry, all if your health and relationships are crap, then yeah. it just, yeah, it just gets in the way of it. Um, so I think the most important forms of exercise are resistance and strength training, zone two training, high intensity training and mobility. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get all of them. Cause I know there's like a, there's always this push for like, oh, what's the, what's the most efficient and I can do oh, it yeah. absolute least. And everyone says like high intensity mm. and that'll increase your cardio and all that. And it does to a degree, but like the only way to get really good at endurance is to do it. <laughs> like the high yeah. intensity is fine for VO2 max, but in terms of endurance, like zone two has been a game changer in jujitsu for me mm-hmm. in terms of still wanting to go after like the hours finished yeah. of training. I'm still ready to roll. I didn't get that before I started zone two. Um, so as we've said, I'm not going to go into recommendations and workouts um, as I believe like mm-hmm. that's not what stops people. And I don't, because all this, everyone knows all this. Yeah. Like every single person you speak to will just go, yeah, I should probably just walk more and move more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not yeah. a mystery. Um, there's also an incredible abundance of it, free info online. Uh, the only recommendation I would make is don't try to reinvent the wheel and just keep it simple and sustainable. Mm-hmm. That's it. Don't try and overcomplicate it. It isn't complicated. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they're selling you. It isn't complicated. Um, so what is holding us back? Um, behavior change is hard. In fact, I'd argue it's one of the hardest things for humans to pull off. There are plenty of reasons for this and we'll discuss the most pertinent ones. So accept that behavior change is very uncomfortable and it's not straightforward. It's messy and it's not linear. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people expect it to be perfect and easy and straightforward, but it's just like starting anything. You're awful at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, so everyone knows the benefits of exercise, but sometimes repetition can kind of help the animal you know rehear it and restate it so short-term benefits uh you as you were saying you immediately have a better day when you think about it life is just a day ahead everything else is abstract you have memories of yesterday and hopes and or worries of tomorrow but life could be boiled down to just today so a good life comes down to making the days good mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> this is peter atia's approach to health in general who's peter atia he is a genius. no he's not a genius um he's a, like a preventative medicine doctor okay um and he his podcast is great like now it is i mean you think this is dry 
Let's oh, try. Like it's kind of a specialist thing. It's for kind of, sort of healthcare professionals or p- people in the profession themselves who can kind of follow along with it. Um, but he has this four horsemen approach. So it's basically the four things that are going to kill us or most likely to kill everybody. Sounds so good. it's cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, and dementia. They're the big four. So we'll all die with them it, to some degree, like mm. some level of them. Um, but the goal is to not die from them. Um, so you, it helps looking at genetics and your family history as to what they have. So my dad's cardiovascular health is, is incredible considering mm-hmm. his, his other health parameters, oh, right. but he has diabetes okay. and on my mum's side, there's dementia. So they're really? the two I would most worry about. But Marta, for example, like her dad died at, uh, 52, I think it was of a heart attack. So right. obviously there's a risk there. So she needs to focus more on that. Yeah. So it's kind of, that's helpful to think. What what condition should you focus on most mm-hmm. based on what you obviously not it's a, it's all a bet like it's no guarantee you're not going to still get it um but it's that's a one way of looking at it and like tailoring your own exercise to your own that, condition yeah um so for, like for us for example it's it, it'd probably be more um her mental health that's yeah why we do it anyway so that's something we would focus on yeah, yeah what we get most from it um and exercise helps prevent all of these. Um, and there's just no better prevention whatsoever for these four, um, than exercise. And that includes nutrition and sleep. Like obviously there are two other pillars, Mm -hmm. but exercise makes such a difference to the way everything functions. Um, now I don't know. Do you want to go into like specifics on cardiovascular diabetes and cancer prevention? Cause I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure it's that important. I think so many people know it already. I think people probably know it. Yeah. So yeah, like. The only probably the only one with the diabetes risk is to just if you build more muscle, yeah. you could get away with eating more carbs, right? Because you, a trained muscle will hold more glycogen, and it'll also be more sensitive to insulin. Oh, so right. the downsides of eating sugar in terms of cardiovascular disease and diabetes is slightly mitigated when you do train right. and you are healthier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The thing with cardiovascular disease is is it's quite complicated and it's very multifactorial. Mm. So smoking um, and alcohol. And probably sugar and consistent insulin, high levels of insulin can damage the blood vessels. And then it's the cholesterol that gets into the blood vessel wall. And that leads to the cardiovascular disease. And that starts when you're a teenager in everybody. So it's constantly happening. The same with um, high blood pressure that Mm -hmm. damages the vessels. Um, So if you, because you know, people will talk about bad food. And then anyone who's like modern into nutrition is start, starting to say you shouldn't think of food as good and bad because mm-hmm. it depends. These are the things it depends on. Oh, right. Okay, so yeah. if you look at like, I, I mean, I was speaking to someone the other day about a supermax and I was like, yeah, it's not really that bad. And they're like, yeah, you keep telling yourself that. And it's like, well, but tell me what's bad about you it. You always get these arguments. I do, but, but it's, I, do you know what? You know, me? You meet them. Like. Oh, it's in different pharmacies. Oh, okay. Right. So it's, so it's, we all, everyone gets into discussions and stuff. So I'm always constantly working with new people and different well, people. So you're starting them all though. Well, yeah, no, 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 I don't start them. I, they'll just be like asking for health advice and like nutrition, right. and what they should be eating, what they shouldn't eat, you know, about like Diet Coke and the whole Aspar thing. Oh, yeah. Thing but do you that. not, do you not like eat Supermac and take, if you got chicken, you'd peel the skin off? No, no. Oh, I thought you did that. No. Like a psychopath. <laughs> just a I, I just eat the skin. No. I just sucked the um, marrow. But it would be like, you know, like a burger, like Supermax isn't bad quality. Right. I think people conflate it with Mackey's, but even then, it's not like, it's not all yeah. full stuff. Like, and then I'm always intrigued as to whether the person actually knows or whether they yeah. just want to, they're, they're so sure. Because normally if they're that sure, where they're like, yeah, whatever. It's like, oh, let's find out if you actually know what you're talking about. So what's bad about it? And I'll go, the grease. 
What's that? What's cream? Yeah. You mean polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, unsaturated fat? That's what you're worried about. But you can mitigate that if you're reducing the level of sugar, if you're exercising constantly, if you're sleeping well, if you don't drink, you don't smoke. Yeah, you've got to look at it. That's why it's complicated, and yeah, there's course, so yeah. many levels to it. The way you did that there, you know, like yeah, right. It was the, you know, it reminded me of the, the Keen Peel sketch when it's like awkward, you know. Yeah, that yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's I love that sketch. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, that, I just yeah, we'll touch on cardiovascular disease because it's the most prevalent and it's mm-hmm. the most likely to kill everybody. Um, and it's one of those where you don't really get symptoms until you're dead. Yeah. So that's one of those <laughs> worth concentrating on. The others you can kind of see coming. Right, yeah. Uh, whereas cardiovascular disease is a bit bit trickier. Um, but yeah, exercise is brilliant for that. So. Yes. Getting restarted. That was such a unnecessary pause. <laughs> Building the suspense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so getting restarted. Yeah. There's two methods of attack. So you make it seem easier. So you sort of, you do classes or sports or you can listen to podcasts and books while training. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of your first route is to make it seem like it's easier. Um, and the second approach is to change how important you believe it to be. So challenge current beliefs and the stories regarding exercise. I, I think that that's where I'd focus most on because mm-hmm. um, it's meaty. It's kind of, there's a lot to unpack. So appealing to the animal is the best approach when it comes to behavior change. As we've mentioned before, this is why marketers, the news, and anyone who wants your attention targets the animal and not the human. So if they want your human's attention, they make it emotional. They, right. they don't talk about rational facts and things like that. So if you can get them emotional, you can kind of own people. <laughs> um, so how do we target the animal? Um, the reasons that motivate the animal can seem silly and shallow, but the reasons you don't exercise are shallow and silly. Yeah. Um, and you're happy to accept them. So if, if you if people really try to figure out why they don't exercise, the reasons are really shallow anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's it's another way of defending yourself from actually changing is to just say, oh, no, like aesthetics is stupid. It doesn't matter how you look. It's not important. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So the true reasons why you do most things are shallow and silly. <laughs> um, it seems best to accept that we all have a silly animal in us. Once you're over it, you can start to use it to your advantage to implement behavior change. So yeah. I, I think it's this have an arrogance to ourselves, like, we take ourselves so seriously and everything we do so seriously. And our, cor- our culture kind of encourages it. Like you were talking yeah. about doing high rocks. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And how everyone's taking it so oh, seriously as if it's the Olympics. I know, yeah. And I understand it's fine to take something seriously. Yeah, I get it. But it's important to keep perspective, like to remember that you're just, it's just, just a person. Just you know a person I mean? in a hall in Dublin. Yeah, like, like, just feel out. That's all it is. Like. Exactly. You don't get a medal at the end. Yeah. And that's just shocking. That's dude. kind of the yeah. <laughs> It's not even a piece of plastic. Um, so that's kind of the point. I mean, I'm obviously making it in a, in a bit of a, an aggressive way, but that's the kind of point I'm making. It's like, be careful taking yourself too seriously mm. in terms of reasons to not change yeah. things. Like there's another one is like, oh, this is just who I am. It's a reason not to be kind when you're speaking to people. Right. You know, like when they just say, oh, you just have to accept me how I am. I'm blunt. It's like, oh yeah, yeah but that's, that's not you, is it? That's lazy because you haven't yeah. learned how to approach it properly. I love when people introduce themselves like that. Good, yeah, come on. Oh, God, yeah. No, don't worry about me. I'm pretty blunt when I'm talking to people. They go, oh, right, okay. Yeah, you think, You're a dickhead. Oh, there's a big blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, there's another argument I wanted to talk about because <laughs> this is someone else I was speaking to. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this is kind of like, this was one of those where you kind of, you just double-checking that someone doesn't, 
follow what you're saying. You're like, really? So this, yeah. for me, this is kind of an up down thing. Yeah. So she was talking about, she didn't want to be with a guy who was shorter than her. Irish. And that's that. Like, yeah. you know, the way she was saying it was like, you know, it's kind of pathetic to be short. You know, that, yeah. that sort of thing. It was saying quite an aggressive tone. I was like, I was like, yeah, it's interesting how we like we can make out like we're really lofty and virtuous. But when it really comes down to like attraction, we we don't mm. we don't we can't hide what we really want, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, so it's you know, obviously women tend to be with shorter, shorter men. Mm-hmm. You're talking ninety-three percent. So it it's not like a, a you know, an insignificant amount no. of women that are with taller men. And I was like, you know, the evolutionary idea is that like it's they that if they're tall, they're more likely to be able to protect you, sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't need a man to protect me. I was like, no, I'm not I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying that's why you're attracted yeah. to it because that's just, no, no, no. And I was like, still I only young a young one, like she's yeah. 22, so she's very, you know, righteous of and sure of what she's saying. And I was like, so you don't think the fact that like 90 plus percent of women are with tall, you don't think there's anything to that. And if she had a rebuttal, I'd have been like, okay, that's a fair point. But she yeah. just went, no, there's no deeper reasoning to it. It's just an opinion. It's what I prefer. Right. So, but you're not, you don't, you don't really like that. So I mean, she's like, no, just an opinion. It's your opinion. You know, that's the thing. I was like, oh, cause right. I, like for people that don't know Josh, like you're not argumentative at all, but you get in no. some amount of argument. But I will say, I call them arguments, but they're probably, they're not. But you know, like, um, there's a lot of lads that wouldn't go out with a taller woman. Yeah, that's fair enough. They feel like, I don't know, emasculated or what. I don't know if they feel that, but, but <laughs> why did I say it? I don't know. But I, but I know someone like, we know someone uh, who, who wouldn't go out with a woman taller than, uh, and that to me is kind of like, that's kind of crazy to me, but maybe I can say that from six foot two. Yeah, that's it's, easy it, enough. It, it's not something you've ever battled with. Whereas oh. if the lad's five, five. Yeah. And he's that's, his, that's a thing to him. But then he's in and like, he's cutting out so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody above five, five is kind of what anyway. He's cutting out 90% of women by the sounds of it. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. So it's, it's savage. Like it's interaction like, is where we don't hide these. Yeah, I know, but the like, animal fight is never. But again, yeah, but you're six two. Thanks. You're a tower. Yeah, I'm a tower. Of a man. You only look about five four, but whatever. What? Um, so but a man you know, who thinks he's five eleven, he's five nine. Who me? Yeah, you call me five nine. You know I call. How dare you? Tangent. I am five six um, <laughs> and a half. She, um, but obviously she was right, and I'm an idiot. So that was ah, that was yeah. the conclusion. Um, so challenging common limiting beliefs. So the animal is going to be your biggest challenge and we'll try and keep you as safe as possible at every single mm-hmm. turn. It's risky starting to exercise. You could get injured. You're wasting vital calories. The tribe could laugh at you and you could lose social status and at worst be banished from the tribe. <laughs> so you can see why yeah. people are so, cause they think it's like, oh, I just can't do it. Like I'm such so silly. I'm so this. And it's yeah. like, well, no, but that's, that's the angle. The, the animal's coming from. Mm. It's like, you could be so embarrassed here and you're wasting calories. So yeah. to the animal, you could die doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see why people are a bit reluctant. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So you can see why this is such a powerful motivator to stay away and avoid it. <clears throat> so challenging the beliefs around the barriers. You could find just as many reasons and excuses to not start doing habits that you already do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you can do this because you do it with other things. Yeah. Um. So... No time. That's the big one. Most common. And I use it all the time because mm. it's true. Like yeah. there's no getting around it. Um, it's true for everyone. No one has time to do things that aren't important. Yeah. Um, the trick is to figure out how to believe exercise is as important to you as leisure, socializing and escapism. Yeah. Because we all find stuff for that. Because if it's important, you'll find time for it. And everyone's mm-hmm. heard that kind of classic idea. It's not that you don't have time. It's that it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. So you need to figure out why is it important? Yeah. Why do you think it's not important? Um, no energy. 
Um, exercise makes your body more efficient and increases base levels of dopamine. So you feel more motivated. So yeah, the fact that you say you don't have any energy kind of defeats the point. Yeah. After a couple of minutes into it, like, how, do you ever feel like you don't have energy for it? Yeah. Well, sometimes, but I still do it. Maybe if you go, if you're, if say, if it's like CrossFit or, or you're lifting or whatever, you mm. just go a little bit lighter, just do a, a deload kind of a thing. Yeah. But still do it. But then, like you said, it's the energy you feel afterwards that's. Yeah. The boost. The boost. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, gym intimidation. This is probably a big one. Even I get this. Um, as I was just saying to you, like in the, like if you go to a hotel gym and it's this huge gym, and yeah. it's like the, the roof's really high and there's loads of equipment. Whereas I've always trained with just a couple of doors, like kept it really simple. Yeah. So I look around and think, oh, I don't know. It's yeah. very lost and yeah. sheepish. Um, so this is like gym intimidation is real. And like any fear, it needs to be played out in your head and planned for. Mm. So you can't pretend it's not there. You have to confront it and deal with it in your own way. So you feel embarrassed and silly. So the fear of exclusion from the tribe, all based in the animal. So you can remind your animal that your true tribe, which is your nearest and dearest, not the people in the gym, mm-hmm. they won't reject you. They'll encourage you and support you when strangers reject you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's that's another way of dealing with the fear is like, well, are these people my tribe? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, who is my tribe? And if they're happy and they're supportive, if they're not supportive, that's a different yeah, story. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, we can talk about that somewhere else. But, yeah. but um, that that's an, a, a way of dealing with the fact that you're scared of being rejected or embarrassed or whatever. It's like these people, whatever. I know. It's, it, doesn't it's, it doesn't matter. Like these aren't your tribe. Your yeah. tribe are the ones at home, the ones that care for you, really. Um, so if the, if the gym ends up being too big of a challenge and you can't do it, you can find stuff on YouTube, you can follow along mm-hmm. at home or you can get private sessions with a PT. Like you can remove the gym intimidation yep. part of it and just do it privately. I think that's what like, not here ago, sales pitch, but, um, was good about CrossFit because I wouldn't go to a gym. I have no interest in going to a, an open gym. Yeah. Because maybe for those reasons listed, but if you go into a CrossFit gym, you have a coach there all the time mm. that if you need the help, the workouts are written on the board for you. So you're not looking around going, what should I do? Do I need to use this? Or how does that machine work? They're, they're all there. And it's a very supportive, our group anyway, mm. is very supportive. So people will help you. And you think, oh, someone's going to laugh at me if I only lift 20 kg or whatever. Nobody's going to laugh at you. No. If, especially when you're at the starting point when you come in, because everybody's going to be like kind of looking out for you, seeing that you're all right. And the coach is going to be giving you a bit more time because he can let some of the others away with mm. that have been doing it a long time. They know what they're doing down the other end of the gym or whatever. I think that's, that's, a, was very helpful for me. Yeah. Now, some people mightn't like the environment. I, apparently some CrossFit gyms are very competitive. Yeah. Ours aren't, yeah, apparently they are. <laughs> but like the high rocks every night, you know what I mean? But, oh, but, but for ours aren't like that, you know, yeah. and we take eight or two and we have all different age groups. So I just think that like, if you wanted to do it that way, rather than trying to work out, a, you know, what am I going to do in here? Mm. I think it's good to have, it was good for me anyway, to have something written on the board and to know what I'm going to be doing today yeah. and not have to worry about coming up with some workout that I had no idea with, you know. I always felt, because I did CrossFit for a bit, I always felt you were too kind of focused on what you were doing to really give the yeah. fact of what everyone else was lifting. Or yeah, doing. yeah. And like, if you're focusing on what other people's lifting like, that's that's yeah, a different problem. That's a problem. That's your own situation. Then. Yeah. That's no longer anything to do with the gym. Like, yeah. you just going in there to help yourself get fit you're in you're on a kind of an ego thing at that point yeah you know yeah. so yeah and then you're out we'll get you rid of I, it. well i can't kick you out technically it's not but my you gym will. you'll find a way i'll try <laughs> <laughs> um so just a note on the technique of playing out fears um so this is kind of something that we've covered before 
And this works with anything that you're worried about or scared about. Mm-hmm. Like if you've had money worries and things like that, like you need to replay out the plan. So you might have made a plan at some point mm-hmm. when you were a bit panicked about it. And every now and then your animal will get worked up again and you'll get really nervous and anxious about it. And then you need to talk it down again. Yeah. So you talk through the plan again. This is what we're doing. This is what we're trying. You know, like the yeah. way the way you would calm down a child or a pet or something that's anxious. That's the way you need to think about it. So every time the animal starts to get anxious about the same concern, just acknowledge that it's scared and talk it down. So mm-hmm. just say, yeah, okay, I'm feeling scared. This is what we're doing. So, and then you rinse and repeat as many times as it takes for the animal to feel it. So you go in and you're intimidated and you don't want to train or don't want to be there. Yeah. Or you're in the car even. You don't want to get out the car. Just in case of, it's all right. Are you scared? We're allowed to be scared. That's a normal yeah. part of the process. This is why people quit. This is why they don't do it. But everyone in there, if they're not supporting you, that's them. Yeah. It's not a personal thing. If they are supporting you, great. But the people that really matter are you mm-hmm. being proud of yourself and the people at home that care about you. Yeah. They're, that's your tribe, and they want you to be doing You know, those sorts of things. So yeah. it's, it sounds... Sounds silly and sort of like baby like, but that's kind of that's just what we're like. Yeah. You need to get over the fact that we're not these, you know, really high, you know, sentient beings. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? We just need to humble ourselves a bit with it. Um, Everybody's in the same boat. Or they were exactly. at the start. And sometimes they they are on a certain day and yeah. they drag themselves in there. So yeah. so it's um do you know, I think it's a an environment where you're allowed to be yourself. For one thing, this is just, I'm just talking my own personal experiences, mm. but, um, where you're allowed to be yourself and be vulnerable in there yeah. and people will help you. And if you feel like, Oh, I can't do this today. Well, you don't have to do it No, today. You can go back the next day yeah. or like go easy. So it's all. Yeah. There's it, been ways. The hardest part is getting in there is the, is the initial yeah. p- point because five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Five, 10 minutes. It might be because of social anxiety. It might be because of anxiety around gyms. It might be thinking. You know, there might be four David Goggins in here that we don't need in our life. You know, but it's just that yeah. you just don't know who's going to be in there. Is there someone going to be topless in here? Is a possibility. Again, Not an again. again, yeah. <laughs> but that, that they all play in, and our brains will tell us, "Oh, this might be there, or this might be there." But like, obviously, none of them might be there. But yeah. that's very hard to tell yourself in that moment. Yeah, very. Hard. Yeah, so all of this is hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's why you play out the plan. So. Okay, so you feel embarrassed. Mm. That's okay. I can still lift a weight. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I can I can do stuff and feel embarrassed at the exactly, same time. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to not feel embarrassed. Like there's an idea that like whoever starts that oh they mustn't be feeling embarrassed. It's like no one can see that you're embarrassed. Yeah. No one like they might see that you're uncomfortable, but they're not like oh look at them embarrassed. Yeah. And if they do, if you're in the right gym, they'll come and help you. Exactly. They'll just yeah, say, yeah. do you want to help? Do you want me? Do you want to do it with me, or do you want to help me with this? You know, something like yeah. that. Um. So another big barrier: perfectionism. This is a personal favorite for me. Um, so you need the perfect workout plan and equipment to get started. You also need to have the perfect nutrition plan in place before you can get started. So it's all about like, oh no, well, I've got to have the right clothes. I've got to make sure this is happening. I've got to, it's got to, I'll do it next week and I'll get everything ready and all this sort of thing. So a great concept to help with this idea, um, is that 80% will do. Yeah. Just aim for 80%. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect to get results or reach a goal. Done is better than perfect. So focus more on action than perfect processes. Mm-hmm. Just focus on just starting the ball rolling. Yeah. Get it moving. It doesn't have to be put. None of it has to be perfect. You can error correct as you go. Um, I like this. This has been around the social quite a lot recently. I think, I think it's pronounced wabi sabi, which is like a Japanese Already concept. Already 
<laughs> so you don't like the Japanese? No, I love the Japanese. Um, so seeing beauty in imperfection. Okay. So it's not just about getting comfortable with imperfection. It's embracing it and actually thinking it's better right. than perfection. Um, so this is a step further than being comfortable with um, imperfection. It's actually seeing, yeah, sorry, imperfection is perfect. Yeah. Um, you can see perfection as robotic or rational. Imperfection is more a reflection of an authentic, messy life. There's only one perfect way, but there are many more imperfect ways to still get there. Yeah. So I like that concept of just yeah. being like cool with it not being perfect. And as you say, or as we do sometimes, it's like the point is that it's not perfect. Yeah, it's a, it's it, there's a. I had this thing when I started coaching. You know, I hated the fact that I had become a coach. Like mm. In in in, I was delighted to be asked and that, but yeah. in certain ways, I was like, this is a sham because of imposter syndrome. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time I have to do something like a double under with a skipping rope or, or do a, per, uh, a move, I was so terrified of messing it up in the, in the demonstration. Yeah, yeah. And then I did it a couple of times and I was like, well, most of the people here are maybe in the same boat. Maybe they haven't got a double under. I'll just make a joke of it. Yeah. And then I started doing it that way. And now I'm so much more relaxed. I actually get it more yeah, often yeah, than that. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. just like, but that took a few it's goals. It's another trick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another way around it of work, getting through the perfectionism yeah. and imposter syndrome. So um, just something else when it comes to perfectionism, I wouldn't try and change nutrition and start exercise mm. all at once. Okay. Um, you can't change too much at once. In the beginning, the goal is to just develop consistency. No one has the the ability to sustain massive changes right from the couch. It's an illusion and just plain bullshit. Mm-hmm. There is no one who can do that. No one ever has done it. No. It, it. You, It's just not sustainable to do it that way. So you can't, like we were talking about this before, you can't do black belt shit straight away. Um, so don't try because you'll inevitably just beat yourself up and quit when you can't do it and you'll yeah. blame yourself and you go down this cycle of like the animal just goes, see, told you couldn't yeah. do it. Why did you even try, you idiot? You know, this sort of thing. So you have to start where you are, not where you want to be. Aim at a realistic target, hit it, aim at the next target, hit it, rinse and repeat. That's it. Simple. Yeah. Keep it that simple. Um, starting tomorrow, just the procrastination. Oh, I'll yeah. just do it tomorrow. Um, the reason this one is particularly bullshit is that the way you feel in the exact moment you're saying mm. I'll start tomorrow is how you'll feel tomorrow when you need to start. That's yeah. why. <laughs> so if you're not, if you're not prepared to start now, yeah. then you're not going to start tomorrow. So stop it. You yeah. know what I mean? So you just have to start now. So take positive action right like yeah. immediately when you want to some form of positive action whether it's just buying not even buying stuff just go out for a walk Actually, yeah, yeah go out and walk for half an hour and that's a start you've got the ball kind of rolling um in chemistry it's called activation energy in sociology it's called an icebreaker so it's the energy required to get the ball rolling so it's like a psychological resistance or a friction yeah that's what we were talking about it lasts for five or ten minutes and then you're into it yeah i know what the shittest bit is that that doesn't go away no, that's still not. there, yeah. like even now. Um, that initial psychological pain to changing tasks or starting something you don't want to is probably the hardest part of all of this mm-hmm. because it never goes away. But if you just accept it and acknowledge that little bit of pain, because Oscar's like that, I don't want to go for a walk. And mm. it's like, all right, well, we'll just do it for a few minutes. Yeah. And then after five minutes, 10 minutes, He's he doesn't want to start walking yeah. now. So it, it's kind of doing that, the same thing with your own brain. It's like, yeah, I know you don't want to do it. Mm. But look, we're going to start anyway, and we'll see where we are in five or ten minutes, and then we'll reevaluate. Um, so you'll like this. Oh, really? This is the geeky bit. Uh, so the anterior mid-cingulate cortex yeah. is an area of the brain that grows in size and strength, like a muscle, <laughs> like a muscle when you practice this kind of discipline. So it's that's 
when people say it gets easier, it genuinely gets easier. Yeah, yeah. That part of your brain is getting stronger. So this is how you get better and better at behavior change and sustaining changes long term to reach yeah. your goals. So when you look at someone who's like classed as a high achiever, not so much you. I'm thinking more Martin Costello. Um, ah, like when it's, <laughs> there's no way he's more of a high achiever than me. That's it. Um, yeah, it's like they're used to this sort of stuff. So they're that part of their brain, the anterior mid cingulate cortex again mm-hmm. um is much stronger and it's much more efficient so yeah. he's able to incorporate new habits and then keep going so that's what the moment that's kind of the neuroscientific um explanation to getting the ball rolling yeah. um and also if that part of your brain is strong it correlates with emotional regulation which is why they'll we get that you know overall your mental health improves long term yeah. so it's not just the buzz the immediate buzz after a workout but it's long term yeah doing stuff you don't want to do over time you get better emotional regulation yeah. and as we've talked about emotional regulation is basically your animal being less twitchy yeah and it's more calm so you're just a better person yeah so um yeah so exercise makes you a better person so how about that Oh, after a sales pitch, I think it's good. I think it's uh, I think it's quite um, it's it's when you're in the middle of it, like regardless of coaching or you know whatever, um, when you find yourself in the kind of the groove of of going, maybe you go three or four times a week. Yeah, yeah. And when you're in the gym, and if the, whether it's music on the on the stair on the speakers or whether it's in your ears or whatever, there, and you find yourself in between sets or in between exercises and you're like kind of grooving to the music and singing along. Yeah, that's when you're like, you realize like that this is where you've, this is where you really want to be like, and all that yeah. kind of, all those little things like anxieties and stuff like that around the gym at those moments, they're gone. Like, cause yeah. you found like the spot that you want to be. And when you find that in something that's so good for you, mm. it doesn't happen that yeah. often. Like, oh, it's, you know, Christ, yeah, there aren't many things that are like, that. no, like, um, <clears throat> like, I think that's what I found is the animal resi- will resist and resist and resist for all the reasons we said. It doesn't want to lose calories. It doesn't want to get embarrassed. It doesn't want to get injured, all this sort of stuff. And that's the little anxieties that yeah. you're talking about. It's like the resist, resist, resist. After that five or 10 minutes, that's when your animal becomes your friend. Yeah. Because it's it's almost like there's a conclusion like, oh, he's not going to stop this. Like this is going to carry on. So the animal then figures out ways to help you. So yeah. it brings you good motivating phrases in your head or concepts in your head or things that you're aiming at and your goals. And it will remind you of them. And it's that kind of, along with like all the dopamine and the mm. endorphins that come from it. You, that's where the grooving and just enjoying it yeah. um, is coming from. So, I mean, I can imagine it was a nightmare for you to start oh. just like to come straight off the couch with the anxiety. Yeah. Like what did you need a monumental thing? to get you going or what was it that really kept you coming back or I remember I, I did the whole thing about tomorrow 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 like yeah. loads of times and I like I said before my friend Shane was the one who said you should try jiu-jitsu and he explained it all and I was like that makes it worse like that's like just fully grown men are just gonna be on top of me trying to choke me it, it, it was like yeah. another thing where you're th- thinking oh geez that sounds awful the first thing, the first time I went in, it was, yeah, it is. The first time I went in though, I, I, I met uh, Katrina was at the counter, right? So, mm. and, and uh, if people won't know the gym, it's like the right side is CrossFit and the other side is like MMA. It's all kind of, you know, different martial arts. And it, it was just so much going on. Like it was sensory overload. Oh, Music yeah. was blaring, you know, and she called Martin and Martin was coming over. And it was like, I sat on the mat for it. It was very difficult, but 
like I always say, like if, if it was the human connection, it was like Keen and Martin coming over to me on that day mm-hmm. to sit down and say, oh, how's things like, um, you know, why'd you come in or whatever it was? I can't even remember. It didn't really matter then, like about the jujitsu or anything else okay. that was going on. I was going to go in because like two lads made an effort to come over and try to be like, you know, to be sandwiched. And so, and then uh, you go into jujitsu and then it, it, it's quite addictive at the beginning when you, mm-hmm. when you don't know what you're doing, but. To, to start starting CrossFit a few months later and see it, it's again that was like something completely new. But people are just sound like, yeah, because I they really know each it. other. I like I think the social the social yeah. aspect of CrossFit was actually better than yeah. the social aspect of Jiu-Jitsu. It I is, yeah. And I did it for a bit. You get your it, it's, uh, Jiu-Jitsu is obviously more intimate in the sense like you know it's five minutes and you're like trying to grapple with someone, yeah. you know. But in CrossFit, like those gaps, like I say, between sets, you'll always sort of chat with someone, and then time will go. You have to go over and do another set, but then you go back over and and then you wander over to somewhere else. When you get into that, um, like we were saying a minute ago, you're comfortable with the with mm. the area that you're in. Mm. Then you'll start kind of floating around. Yeah. You know? At the start, you'll just stick to the one spot, and it's yeah. thanks to you that's deadly. But otherwise, like, but it's but it's my weight. Yeah. But I, but that's what I'd like to say to anyone. It's like. It's always that first five, ten minutes that really uncomfortable, yeah. especially if you have anxiety about things like that. It's it's that f- first five, ten minutes, but like the the benefits on the other side of it, so much more oh, outweigh yeah. that ten the minutes. Ju- you know, yeah, it's that ju- like the, you know. So <clears throat> you know, there's only so much we can say with regards to that. That like how great we find mm. it and why we go mm. in and like why we keep going back. But it's it's up to the person to do the the first five ten. Go yeah. with a friend, even if you can yeah. get a friend to go. That's probably well, say like, like the first one, the first approach is to make that five ten minutes seem yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah. So it, even now, I'll still do it. Like a zone two is monotonous at the best of yeah. times. So, but I can always get myself into it if I think oh, I'll listen to that podcast or yeah. you know I'll do that, and it just makes it a bit yeah. easier. So yeah, that would be a great way to do it. Um. Another kind of barrier is like telling yourself better stories because most people's stories around exercise, you can understand it like that you all, you look at the David Goggins and all like yeah. the high rocks lads with they're all topless and that. And it's like, yeah, I can understand why if you're not into it, people would look at that and go, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm fine. I'll just walk. Um, so you, what stories are you telling yourself about exercise? It's too intense. I'm not like those meatheads. I'm more about intellectual pursuits than physical pursuits. I'm not shallow. So looking a certain way is my, uh, it's my, looking a certain way isn't important. Um, maybe your story is that life is more about enjoyment and leisure and like all that's true, but like exercise improves enjoyment and leisure Mm -hmm. and the quality of your life in general. So you'll have a better life from it. So it's just trying to pick apart the stories that you've told yourself about exercise and why you don't do it. Um, so maybe you're telling yourself an unhealthy lifestyle won't catch up with you like it does with other people. And I, I know that sounds silly, but a lot of people genuinely mm. think that until they start medications, they think they're fine. Yeah. Cause there's no official diagnosis of anything. So it's fine. Like the doctor said, I'm pre diabetic, but you know, we won't worry yeah, about yeah. it. It's like probably should start worrying about Put it. Put in the back burner. Um, do you think exercise is less important than other forms of stress management? Do you think stress management techniques should only ever feel easy and not require any effort? Uh, the point I'm making is that the animal will tell you stories that you haven't consciously decided on that will be stopping you making sustainable change. Um, these stories are worth challenging. So it's a good place to start. If you, if it just is too much to even get in the car yeah. or even sign up to the gym or get in the doors, which for some people it can be start here, start yeah. journaling it, start picking it apart, start realize, like trying to find the conclusions you've made of not reasons to not do it and just challenge them a bit. Yeah. Are they true? Are they accurate? 
as you can see from all these barriers, we have to develop a Swiss army knife of techniques. So that's the kind of approach I would take. Um, Cause like some of my friends are very high achievers and they're like, they're just killing it, but they cannot keep in the gym. They cannot yeah. get the nutrition. They they know what they're doing. They know how to do it. They just can't make it sustainable. And you might say like, oh yeah, just getting a six pack. It's not enough. It's not enough of a drive for me. And that's, I'm not saying you need, some days you need that. Other days you need really deep sort of driving forces of like, I want to be an example to my kids yeah. or my parents were unhealthy and I want to break that cycle. Something really is as emotionally moving as that. Some days you need that. Do you know what I mean? So you need to, you develop this art Swiss army knife technique and you change it depending on the context. Yeah. So it doesn't, you need lots of them. So that is how you get started. Yeah. Not easy, really shit and uncomfortable. And another good thing about, you know, because you mentioned the abs thing and, not everybody is going to be able to do that. No. And most people won't. Yeah. And the idea of looking at someone else's body and going, that's what I want is it's a bit concerning, I think. Yeah. Because I mean, you can be like, I'm, I've got a bit of body dysmorphia and stuff like that. I certainly wouldn't take my top off in front of other people mm. unless I Except was, me. Yeah. Sorry. Hello. I know that's for there. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, but I realized like that I'm at a certain point where I'm like I, I'm okay with how I am. Yeah. With regards to how I train, what more do I need to do? I try to work on everything. There's this there's this thing that Martin told me uh, years back about people's excuse for not doing jujitsu was always like, oh, I'm just going to do some running first or some cycling yes. first to get the cardio up. Yeah. And it's like. That's not going to help. I was running miles before I did jujitsu, <laughs> and I was still dying. But it's yeah. like, but again, like that's just another reason to put it off. Yeah, it's like, another barrier. And like, if you think to yourself, "Oh, well, I'm going to get abs," and then you think, "Well, that seems unlikely. I'm not going to even bother at all." Yeah, and you just throw it all out. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's another thing is to consider the lifestyle that comes with. Yeah. You know, use abs because it's an easy one. It's uh, same with a black belt. When you start looking at like, so when you kind of get to purple belt, it's you kind of know stuff that would pretty much work on any white belt. Mm. You can pretty much handle yourself within reason. Um, and it's when you're at that level, you start looking towards brown and black and you think, oh, it's just about learning specialist stuff. Now. Yeah. So it's stuff that you only need for other jujitsu players. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, you're not you know, as into yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, they don't quit because they're, they're lazy. They're quick because they're like, oh, no. no. Yeah. I'm not going not to compete. Yeah. Like, nothing, yeah. so with jujitsu, we've gone down a leg lock route. I don't just don't care about it. Like if the sport was leg locks, I just wouldn't do it. I don't no, care. I'd be the same. So it, it's you sort of like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. That's what it takes to get brown and black. Six pack. It's the same sort of concept. You think, well, the person has to meticulously weigh everything, yeah. track the calories, and if they can work it out, where well, you can still eat what you want, but there's no like letting the chain off. You yeah. never let the chain off and just go wild because mm-hmm. you can overeat by two, three thousand calories a day. So you, you don't, you never reach that point. Is that what you want? Yeah. That's you want the thing. That? And that's so off-putting to some people exactly. that they'll throw everything out and yeah. just not do anything. And that's there. a shame because it's another yeah. way of the animal just going, ah, oh, well, forget it then. Yeah. That, there's no point. If you want that, that's fine. But that's, again, black belt level stuff. Mm. Like it's, you know, you really have to be meticulous for most people. Obviously, yeah. I understand there's people who are naturally lean, yeah. but they would have to put as much effort into gaining muscle yeah. as, as someone else would with losing fat. So it's all swings and roundabouts. So... It, and if you're in your 40s and you're starting in your 40s, getting a six pack is 
yeah. probably not on the cards like <laughs> unless you want to really 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 go for it um so that's another thing to consider yeah. when you're looking at your goals and trying to figure out what's realistic but as i say don't start lofty yeah just your goal is to get in twice a week once a week I'm going to get oh, yeah, it once yeah. a week. That's... And then you'll eventually be comfortable there and you'll sort of be bored and like you get a taste for, right, what's the next challenge? Twice a week. Yeah. You know, whatever, like you did, kind of, okay, jiu-jitsu is going fine. I'll throw in CrossFit now. Yeah, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And, or I'll throw in high rocks or yeah. pushing yourself beyond where you were. So that part comes naturally to you and it's yeah. very individual. So you can't even really give general advice about No, and like people will... Like we won't do it, but in jujitsu, like the next step is maybe, oh, well, I'll do a competition and see yeah, if I get on yeah. or something. And then that's, that's great as well. Like, you know, because that will improve your skills yeah, if yeah. you want to do it, yeah. but we've never really been no, interested in doing it. I kind of, I, I, I wish part of me wishes I could be asked enough, but I yeah. just like, for whatever reason, I just don't have to drive. I don't have the aggression. I do. Yeah, you you be grand with it. It's just well, uh, if someone's being really aggressive, me, I become more passive than aggressive. Really? Yeah, you know me and you just I think that's a new skill person in itself. Yeah, but that's it, cool. But it's I, not like I work that. They meet it. <laughs> no, yeah, you you can meet it, but but if someone just all of a sudden I become really passive, and then I found that to be sometimes helpful in jujitsu as well. No, that's what I mean. That's why I think yeah. it's a better approach. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a much better approach because you sort of let them tie themselves out. Yeah, or make a mistake. or Yeah, whereas if I meet the aggression with aggression, which I have a tendency to do, that can be unhelpful. Yeah, it just keeps going up and up. I'm hurting myself going. Mm -hmm. Um, Right, so the next step is to keep going. So we've started, we're happy, we're keeping going. Mm -hmm. So I've called this the art of the restart. Good. So if you can develop the skill of getting started, you are well on the way to being a lifelong exerciser because one secret to consistency is being really good at restarting. Mm-hmm. Um, an inevitable part of behavior change is falling off the wagon. It will happen and it will constantly happen and it will happen time and time again. It's important to accept that because yeah. I think a lot of people think it's just one and done. Yeah. That's it. Figured it out. Um, behavior change is not a one and done thing. After two decades, I still slip and lapse. You never just beat it once and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're done. That isn't a thing. And if you think it is, it's stupid. Even Olympians will struggle with this sort of stuff. It never goes away because the animal, as I keep saying, is always there and always trying to stop you. The thing is, you just get better at that point. Mm-hmm. The only difference after a couple of decades is the regularity of the slips. They're rare, but more importantly, the time it takes for me to get back on track is hours or minutes, not days, mm-hmm. weeks or months. That's the trick. Because yeah. if you think you shouldn't fall off and you do, that's when people go, ah, oh, forget it then. Yeah. That's it. And then they, they ignore it. They put it back in their mind. They get on with their life. And then a few months later, they go, all right, I fancy starting again. You know, that sort of thing. The idea is to reduce that that gap. This isn't something you really do struggle with, though, I suppose. No, no. It's not you, been a problem. Like for you, it kind of is a one and done, I suppose. Uh, I do that thing where um, I have this in my mind sometimes that, I hate, I hate being like at night, the light off and not sleeping. It's yeah, like yeah. It, my anxieties build up. Yeah. So I think if I work out, I'll, I'll sleep. That. Now that doesn't, I don't think about that most of the time, but the odd time I'm like, the grand just sit at home now and chill out. Then I think, no, but then I won't sleep and then I'm yeah. gone. So that's, that's one thing. Well, that, that's what I said. That's the Swiss army night. Yeah. So you, you have found some days it's mm. that few minutes. Or whatever it is before you fall asleep, you don't want that. Yeah. So you go and do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that you've developed your little Swiss army, yeah. like different techniques, and that's what you develop over time. So you're trying to find ways to minimize the beating yourself up phase. Um, so you don't just succumb entirely to what the animal wants. 
So mm. a lot of people will be like, and I've done it. Oh, I've slipped. Fine, forget it. Let's just. Yeah, yeah. let's go. On. In fact, I think I did it last night because it was Halloween. We had three. Oh, yeah. I slipped a little bit and just went, well, that's that then. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. No abs anymore. Yeah, hey. it's game over. Um, so a useful concept I use to reduce the time spent beating yourself up is I see it like a footy match. Mm. So say I drop the ball and instead of a fork, the whole cake gets inhaled before I can start my yeah. animal. That's been known to happen. Yeah. Um, well, the animal just scored a goal. So I might have lost the morning. So we're 1-0 when we're coming into the afternoon. But I don't have to carry on the loss mm-hmm. and lose the day. I can still come back and turn it round. So there is an urge to immediately reverse the conceded goal or mistake. So an extreme example is like just making yourself be sick. Yeah. Like that, that's something people do because they're like, fuck, I want to, I want to back up. Yeah. I want to re- get rid of the mistake. I think it's more effective to acknowledge the conceded goal and think I can still win or at least end the day with a draw. So we'll never beat the animal once and for all, but we don't have to. We just have to win more than we lose. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of been helpful to start thinking of it like, yeah. all right, drop the ball. So last night, fine, I fucked up. You know, an hour we slipped, but I'm not going to carry on in the morning. Yeah. We're back on it in the morning. Yeah. We can still win tomorrow's game, you know, that kind of thing. Another useful technique is um to set a time limit on the new behavior to avoid another classic piece of bullshit from the animal, which is I can't keep this up forever. I can't do this forever. Yeah. This is too hard. Um. So if you're only doing it for a week or a month, then you'll review it and decide on the review date if the juice is worth the squeeze. So that's been another useful one for me. So this is helpful, particularly if your animal tends to constantly question what you're doing, as we've talked about mine does, um, because it doesn't want to do it. So mine's always overthinking. I've yeah. just been born with it. It's unfortunate. Um, your answer can simply be where the animal says, I don't want to do this. What's the point? You can't keep doing this forever. Mm-hmm. It's to just say, well, we'll decide on x date yeah so right now i am what was i starting um i started mma but i broke my finger mm. so i can't mallet finger that. i sold someone his hammer finger uh, sounds cooler <laughs> um so that that's kind of been stopped but i was going to review after about a month of doing two a days you know on the friday yeah. doing the two workouts and then i was going to decide so i was going to turn up regardless and decide in it, a yeah. month do I still want to do it? I do it with um, nutrition. Like, so at the moment I'm on maintenance calories for a couple of months and in a couple of months I'll review it. So yeah. right now I don't question it. I don't open the can of worms. I don't look at anything to do with nutritional calories. It's like, that's what I'm doing mm. for the next two months. And then on this date, I'll review it. Yeah, And that's a good way of shutting the animal up and just saying, no, we're not going to think about it now on this date. You can, we can reevaluate whether it's yeah. worth it. Um, Another concept to consider is the pain-pleasure balance in the brain. So it's supposed to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So it's one way of thinking of the challenge of getting started is that it's supposed to be painful. And it's like maybe that's part of why it's good for you. Yeah. Um, because addiction cycles work the other way. Mm. So you get the pleasure followed by the pain. Whereas positive behavior cycles work from pain to pleasure. So you, you embrace the pain at the beginning, that first five, 10 minutes, yeah. and then you get the pleasure for the rest of the day. So it's, it's almost like a better quality pleasure and a more sustained pleasure. It's funny how I hate the warm ups. Well, that's the first five, 10 Yeah, minutes, it's the first five, 10. It? And Everyone it's does. like the, the hardest roll is the first roll. Oh, and yeah. uh, you know, it's always that little and, and it's not even like, Especially with the first roll. If I'm rolling on Friday, I always roll with you first. Yeah. I look for, I'm look. i looking forward to the roll. It's yeah. just the physicality part 
yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, yeah, there's, there's like it's something, all the muscles are obviously moving and opening up and all that yeah. stuff. And your body's kind of just going, oh, geez, even though your mind is like, oh, great. Like it's, you know, we're going to get some old. Like it's yeah, so, yeah. it's so bizarre. And that's, look, that's again, another fight, you know, another yeah. thing you have to battle against. I'm going to have to start running. So I did it. I did it the, I did it the last Friday. Um, just as you know, I've got about three, four injuries at the minute. Yeah. So I, there's a ten, there's a kind of like maybe my body's falling apart. So I think with getting a bit older, I think I need to start running mm. for 20 minutes before Friday. So every Friday right. I will just run around the mats for 20 minutes and just loosen. All right, yeah, yeah. But and that that helped a lot last week. So and Johnny does the same actually. Like yeah, he does. Yeah, that's good why he, does, he gets a good stretch, gets the mobility. And he's like, older. I think I'm just gonna run. <laughs> I'm gonna run around for 20 minutes is it helped and just accept i am old now i need to take you see that much more seriously people say to me like about oh you do like two two classes of crossfit and then you go into jiu-jitsu but my body is like you know and everybody says oh you'd be tired of course i'd be a bit tired and not, not it's like nothing. but yeah but it's your also, body's built for it it's built for, for it, endurance but, but that's like i i'm still it's the switch over, isn't it? Like it's the half hour task break change, I mean. and the task change of, yeah. Oh no, I've got to do this thing. And this is like harder than CrossFit. Like, yeah. Cause it is, it's way harder than CrossFit, like obviously, but your mind is just like, oh, what are you doing? But you're doing it for the good reasons. And then again, the benefits of afterwards is, is just too good, you know? Yeah. I'll allow myself to have a bit of cheesecake and then I'll allow myself to, to uh, relax and even watch a film and, yeah. and then like I'll, when I go to bed I'll just sleep and you really earned it as well yeah so you you feel, can, that's what I was saying by it improves the quality of life yeah, when yeah you do sit off and have a cheesecake and watch the movie there's no guilt attached to it no. there's no there's nothing like I should be doing this it's like nah this is cool this is what I deserve like. yeah yeah so it, ma- it makes your whole life better and it's great because um, I don't have kids or anything don't worry about that either so it's just like ah oh, this is a good yeah, time you know I don't I, I don't factor that in nearly enough with my life in general. No, you don't. You never do. No, because I, I was thinking about it the other day, like, why am I so fucking tired? I am so like, I wake up tired, I'm going to sleep tired, yeah. I'm training tired. And you start, like, for me, I down there I have a midlife crisis. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Am I am I losing the fire? Do I just not want to do it anymore? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing. And it's like, but what about the mental stress that's, that you never switch off? Because yeah. even if they're asleep, it's not like you stop worrying about them. Mm. You don't stop worrying about money coming in. You don't stop worrying about their health and making sure everything's okay. And is the relationship going well and all this sort of stuff. And injuries I find really distracting and yeah. demotivating. They are the worst thing. And they I are just, rough. Yeah. And the last month just keeps seem to be getting them. And it's just, you know, you think I probably need to factor in the emotional and psychological probably. stress of it. Cause even when yeah. it comes to the two a days, you know, with the doing the jujitsu and the MMA. Yeah. It's not just the physical two hours. It's the build-up. It's yeah. the thinking about it the day before when I'm in work and I'm stressed and I'm thinking, fuck, I've got to do that tomorrow. Build-up is worse than anything. Yeah. It's the worst part of it. And then you kind of, you calm down, or you feel good after jiu-jitsu and then there's the calm down and you start getting, you, you know, your sugar in and yeah. you're trying to get ready for the evening. But you're still, you're still thinking about that workout yeah. for those hours. And, and you, but you still got to get the kids. You've still got to do all that. And I just think it's hard to accept that. Yeah. Um, that you might not be able to do them all. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a sad, humbling realisation that it's like, it's not phys- physically you can do it. No, of course. Yeah. It's you just, there's too much going on. There's a lot. Maybe, yeah. you, maybe that's just a bite too much, too maybe. far, you know, that sort of thing. But anyway, thanks for the therapy session. All right. Um, so these little mental games and ways of seeing exercise are all valuable techniques for the Swiss Army knife 
of consistency. Some days others will work and other days they, other days they won't. Sometimes I really need a powerful, purposeful reason to overcome the resistance to training, like setting the example and doing it for the people who rely on me to provide and protect. So I think about, you know, I've got to perform yeah. for those people. So something as, as powerful as that is like might get me up yeah. at five in the morning. Other times it's the shallow desire for some of that groin cleavage. It's the worst thing you've ever said. (laughs) Growing humans. So that can be enough to overcome or avoid overeating or indulging. Something as shallow as uh, you lose your six pack. You know, that sort of thing. It's like, uh, well, I'll skip the cake then because it's not worth it. So um, it's just developing your own ways. Can you think of any others? that you use quite regularly? Like there's a handful of them that you might use. Oh, they're probably, like, there, there probably is a number of them. Um, I used to use that thing of like, if I, if I miss a jujitsu session, all the others will pass me out. But then I realized it's, how ridiculous that yeah, is it because is. it's like one session. Yeah. It's, it's one not session. Yeah. It's one day <laughs> and it's the one. So maybe, like, maybe when I was, because this was a kind of at the beginning, uh, I was kind of, you know, you're kind you're kind of competing with the other white belts around you, like to mm. see who's progressing better. And yeah. Especially in your roles together, rather than, you know, when you're rolling with blue belt or whatever, or higher. But I used to have that thing of like, if I do miss this, like such and such will get much better than me and he'll catch me in the yeah. next role. And, and now it's like, I don't really have that with jujitsu anymore. It's not because no. I'm maybe just a bit more comfortable in that. Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think what happens is this is might be, maybe this is something that happens in life in general. When you're young, as the same as when you've just started jiu-jitsu. You've only been doing it a small length of time. Yeah. So for you, it has been a sprint because mm. that's all it has been. It's a short race. Yeah. You've no reference points. So you haven't developed the reference points yet because you haven't done anything because yeah. you're only just starting. But when you've been doing it years, the same with life, you start going, oh, it really is a marathon. Yeah. It really is this fucking long. Yeah. And it's like, so all the little details, like getting subbed once means nothing no. when you're a purple. It's, or when you're higher, I'm, I'm assuming, because it's just like, whatever. Like, yeah. it was a bad day. You weren't training. You were trying something new, and it slipped, and it moved. You start seeing the complexity of it all. Oh, yeah. And realizing, comparing yourself to the other white belts, it, it, what a waste you know yeah. you, that's not sustainable it's not going to work no it's just it, it, completely different journeys and i think there's a parallel between that and life in general as you get older you're like oh this goes on for so long yeah and those little things i used to think about like oh what a waste I of know, time it's, way, yeah. it's just like you know maybe you, you like at this like a mile into the marathon your first step wasn't per- or one of the first yeah. steps you did wasn't perfect and you landed not perfectly on your shoe it's like thinking about yeah. that and you're like, you've got 25 more miles of yes. it. So let's chill out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wonder if that's part of with jujitsu is you start thinking, Oh no, this is, this is long term. Yeah. Like I used to do that thing as well. And I probably still do it the odd time, but you know, like I don't have that thing of FOMO, the fear of missing out. Mm. But every so often I used to do that with the, with training like you might you might miss miss out a bit of crack or maybe this person's in having rolled the menages yeah you convince yeah, yeah. yourself that like if i miss this out it's going to be terrible it's going to be dreadful even though deep down you know it's not yeah. like but if you can convince if you can kind of con yourself into that like that's it you believe it yeah and you start you it, yeah. so it can be useful yeah. and that's another important thing about beliefs in general the beauty of the animal not being rational mm is you can make up bullshit yeah. and but you could but you can consciously make up your own bullshit to make it more important. Mm. So even to a degree it's like with jujitsu, oh it's so I can protect my family. It's like 
I'm never going to use jujitsu yeah. to protect my family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it just because you talk your way out of it, or you yeah, probably you... end up using a weapon or something, yeah. you know, or whatever. Or you wouldn't necessarily confront mm. like attack head on. You would figure something out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it just yeah. you wouldn't necessarily use a jitsu, but it doesn't matter. My yeah. animal believes it. It was getting you in there. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. using the placebo effect of, to your own advantage. Yeah. Um, but it's never drink yeah. there before you start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, if you want to follow us on socials, you can go to um, Instagram, uh, Lucky Works Co. And we're also on Facebook, Lucky Works Podcast. Follow us there. And uh, you can also buy some T-shirts. This is so clear, this microphone. Crystal. When I turn it this way. You see, that's why I have it that way for your voice. You're kind. You're all right. Sometimes I even post on things. <laughs> it's a rarity, though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to crack that. I'll have to figure it out, but Jesus. You're going to have to follow this, your guidelines. I was thinking about, um, yeah, make it seem important. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about TikTok because I've avoided TikTok because it yeah. looks like crack, yeah. like social media crack. Um, but I can't remember what, they have like a feature where sometimes they'll just let, they'll let average Joe Blows just blow up. Like their their oh. story will just get like a million views yeah. overnight. So they don't. It's not just established people that they'll let have a voice. They'll just, oh, right. It's almost like a lottery thing where they'll just randomly pick people who have very few followers, and it'll just explode and oh. that sort of thing. So you can see why that would be enticing, yeah, yeah. you know, for when you're trying to market something. So, yeah. but look, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anyone. I don't know anything about TikTok. Neither do I. Not I feel like I'm too old now. I'm I'm like, old. I, I just that passed me. Yeah. And now I'm out of the loop of it. Yeah. And I don't know anyone young enough <laughs> who does TikTok stuff. <laughs> um, so you'll be pleased to know we're coming into the final stages. Good. Uh never finishing. <laughs> so once you've repeated the new behavior enough that your animal becomes convinced you need to um the behavior for mental change. So that's what I was talking about, switching your beliefs. You, th- yeah. you genuinely think you need it. Um, this is when you realize or finally accept that you never beat the animal yeah. or finish the journey. You have to remain on guard against lifestyle creep. It's inevitable that you'll have ebbs and flows in motivation and consistency. So you should try and develop guardrails or red flags for when you need to refocus in on your health dial. So like I was saying before, whether it's gaining weight, whether it's clothes top fitting, mm-hmm. whether you're feeling sluggish, it's like maybe that's a red flag that I need to turn up the health dial again and just you know, listen to a couple of podcasts, rem- mm-hmm. remind myself of why this is important, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so maybe it's an, like you can set up rules to stop lifestyle creep. So you you don't go more than three days without yeah. exercise. So you let yourself have today off and maybe tomorrow, but you're not doing three days. Yeah. That's just not happening. Um, and that can, in, but it can include, include mobility training. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't have to be like on day three, you've got to hit a hard one to make up for the other two days, you know, that kind of thing. Um, whatever it is, it's important to develop. The beauty of consistency is that eventually it feels just part of who you are and what you do. So it starts to feel weird when you don't do it. Yeah. So this is kind of the bit when it becomes your identity. Cause yeah. you know, you know, people will say like, um, if you want to improve yourself, you have to change your identity or and all this sort of stuff. Changing your identity is one of the hardest things yeah. you can possibly do. So just to say it flippantly, like changing your identity is easier than just getting in the gym is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Changing your identity takes months to years. Like it's such a hard, hard thing to do. It is easier just getting in the gym because yeah. the, the exercise will change your identity. You can't, you're not doing it the other way around. Yeah. It's not top down. Get in the gym 
and you'll eventually change your idea. You know that sort yeah, of yeah, thing. So it, it's a, it's one of those platitudes that's just like, yeah. Yeah, no. no. That's, that's it, it, I mean. Like you've noticed that your identity changes and it becomes part of who you are and it's weird when you don't do it. But that you don't reverse engineer yeah. that. Like I was saying with gratitude, like I don't think you can reverse engineer gratitude. No. I think you kind of remove all the crap that gets in the way of being grateful and then gratitude just appears, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. But anyway, um, so but one what like you're at that stage now, wouldn't yeah. you? Be, where it's part of your identity. So oh, yeah. what's the like what's that experience been like? Um well is it like I think it kind of happened fairly quickly because of the um uh kind of OCD elements to it. Yeah. A little bit in the fact that right, if I'm gonna train, I'm gonna do it Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. And once I've decided on that, but well, then that's what it is like, mm. and if that's what will stay. Have and, you ever had to pull back? Like, have you got um, too far into it? No, I never went past that because I never go on, like, I, I've decided Tuesday is my day off for sure. Yeah, okay. And then Saturday or Sunday, and then I'll run one of the other days, you know. So you have two days off. Like, you have to have that because you were saying earlier on, jumping into it like a lunatic and doing six days in a row, it's, it's just, hurt. it's you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And and also, you're going to probably make yourself miserable as well. Yeah. You know when you're... you're like, if you if you Because you can't do two at the same time. Yeah. If you're not working on nutrition... And yeah, you do six yeah. days a week, you're not recovering properly. Well, that 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 was a big thing that I noticed that for about. I had two weeks about a year ago. I had this two weeks of like, oh, it was awful, and I kept turning up because that's what I felt I had to do. Yeah, but my eat, I wasn't eating right at the time, and I thought it was like you know part of the bipolar thing. But I I think I brought it down to the, the fact mm-hmm. that I was eating crap. Mm. But oh god, I felt terrible, and I was just wiped out. So it's that whole thing of like finding a good measure, making a part of the identity, then became. Or came with the fact that Marin asked me to be a coach in, mm-hmm, in the two mm-hmm. things. Uh, and then you kind of have to then, because I just don't think that if I'm teaching someone, like I won't show someone or make them go through a workout of the day if I haven't done it that day, because I don't, nice. I can't empathize with them, uh, yeah. with what they're going through. We're all different people. We're all like, you yeah. know, on different levels of athleticism and all the other things that we talk about mobility and all that. So I feel like I have to do that workout that day. So I make that a point. So they always say, did you do this today? I was like, I did. Yeah, it's mm. it's grand. You'd be grand. You know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, it's the same as jujitsu. I feel like if I'm doing jujitsu or if I'm coaching jujitsu, I, I do the one class on the Wednesday, the fundamentals. I can't just be sitting around and doing nothing for the rest of the week. I feel yeah. like I have to turn up on the days that I turn up, even if it's not seeing the same lads because they come in the evenings and I train in the mornings. It doesn't matter. I still mm. have to be going. Last six months, I feel I've kind of plateaued a bit on it. I'm still going in there. I still turn up. With and both. Jiu-jitsu ju- more than anything. Yeah. And I think, like, if I said that to Martin, like, he might tell me something completely different. Mm. I just haven't said it to him. Yeah. But I do feel that. But the whole point is, like, if I feel I've reached that kind of level where I, I'm not improving or whatever, I'm definitely not going to improve if I stop going. <laughs> yeah. So I, if I keep going, there's going to be a breakthrough somewhere. Yes. Where I'm going to go... Oh, that's what I wasn't doing, or this yeah. is, I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. So th- there's a whole lot of it bringing it into as part of your lifestyle. But like when I talk to you about it, because you're someone who consistent with it as well, mm-hmm. it's very easy to see why I do it. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you can't figure it out yourself. But mm-hmm. when you talk to someone else, then it becomes the conversation starts flowing. You're like, why didn't I think of this? I'm saying it to yeah. you, but I didn't yeah. think of it at the time. So I think that opens up a kind of a, you know. That's be, I think I love that part of it. Like yeah. the conversation, the amount of realizations you have during a conversation when yeah. you're allowed to be open about it. It's as if like, because if you're in your own head, mm. that's where the animal is stronger. Yeah. Particularly 
Whereas when you can verbalize and speak to someone about it and, and you're back and forth with it, that's when you go, oh, fuck, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Because the animal's almost hiding it from yeah, you. Because yeah. it's like, nah, you don't want to exercise. I want yeah. you to give up. You know, that's yeah, the, 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 and, you know, in the high rocks the other day, I said to you, like, there was moments, there was moments in the wall ball, which was the last kind of station after all the running and all the rest of the stuff where I was like 30 in of, of 100. And I mm. just thought, ah, here, I'll just give this one the ball and head off because this is stupid. <laughs> I did it with a sled. I was like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. 41 year old holding a rope, pulling a sled. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everything. But I think what happens is in that situation, I won't go into it too much, but in that situation, uh, you start to get annoyed by everything that's happening. Yes. So yeah. it's, it's like, it's multiplying. Like, yeah. and everything is magnified into the stupidity of the situation. Yeah. And I, like, you saw the video of me crossing the line. I yeah, was yeah. raging. Yeah. Other people were running and giving people high yeah, fives. There was no dope for me. And I'm like, yes, oh, I've done it. It was like, Fuck I was that. livid. I was wrecked, obviously. You're ready to burn the place down. But I was on the verge of burning yeah. the RDS down. And look, would we miss it? Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't. But I mean, but I think that's a perfect example of when the the animal has just taken over. Yeah, yeah. people do it all the time, and it yeah. happens all the time. It's the noise has triggered it. Yeah, it's the, the everyone's topless the has light. triggered it. And the thing is, once it's been triggered, now it's just scanning for oh, reasons yeah. not to be there. Yeah. It's like. That's annoying me. That's yeah. annoying me. They're annoying me. And you can see that, like, that's a red flag of being overwhelmed or being burnt out yeah. is when nothing's changed, like, from last week. Yeah. It was the same worries, the same stuff was going on. So nothing's changed. So you, then you know it's the animal. Yeah, yeah. So you know something's happening. Yeah. So I need, I either need to leave the situation or I'm not looking after it properly or I'm not sleeping well enough or eating, you yeah. know, all those sorts of things. But it just, it's that, you're experiencing the animal going, fuck this, yeah, yeah. everything related to it. Yeah, it was <laughs> just, it. It's been two hours. It's just not pleasant. Oh, I just got back to my mom and I just like put it all on it for about half yeah. an hour just to get it out of the system. And and what's that? That's stage one. Yeah. That's acknowledging it. Yeah. Because as soon as you can speak to someone who isn't going to interrupt, who isn't going to mm. say you're an idiot or, well, why didn't you just do this? Yeah. It's so unhelpful that you someone just knowing let it out, man. Let it out, yeah. Acknowledge yeah. it. Say that it was shit. Appreciate that it was shit. Mm. Let the animal basically come out and say, that was awful. I yeah. didn't like it. Da, 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 da. And then what, then you move into stage one where it's like, yeah, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I like it's done like, myself. Yeah. It's like, I can say I've done it. I can take it off. Like, I know I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, all that sort of thing. And it's, um, I was taking off the t-shirt. I was like, oh, this is so, <laughs> it was so disgusting. I was on the bus, like get, coming back. So it's only that down the road from my mom's. Like, yeah. So it's like four stops, but I was still, I had to take the t-shirt off and put on a, like a fresh one, but I was wearing the shorts still and they were just ringing. It was so disgusting. Like, as soon as you got outside, hit the wind. Oh God. Was, yeah. It was cold. <laughs> oh. Anyway, it's done now. So last couple of bits. Hmm. I know you'll be pleased. Um, just before everyone's asleep. Uh, beliefs. So my beliefs around exercise is that it's a non-negotiable. Mm. It improves the quality of every aspect of my life. The 30 to 60 minutes a day payment of discomfort is worth the payback in quality of life. Now, I'm also a bit of a nutter and I've learned to enjoy and seek out healthy suffering. Um, more evidence that it's not purely rational. So yeah. The fact that I do that, it's not rational to do that, but I've learned to enjoy it and I yeah. like it now. Um, so don't don't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like don't don't yeah. listen to me. Yeah, no, like I can tell you that it's a non-negotiable, all that sort of stuff, but my beliefs might be too far the other way. The point I'm trying to make is 
you want to think, what do these people that are doing what I want to be doing, what do they already believe? Mm. So it's not a case of, oh, they go to the gym six times a week. I'm going to go to the gym six times a week. It's 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 more, what does that person believe? Yeah. So you believe, with good evidence, obviously, that that 20 minutes, let's say, of where you can't sleep at night yeah. time, your belief is, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to do this workout. So that's your thing. So it's finding a belief that you can get on board with and then internalizing it. And then mm-hmm. the, 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 as I say, the behavior comes from that. So the aim is to bridge the gap between what you currently believe and what you want to believe. Then the desired behavior will flow from there. You can't just adopt the behaviors and hope they stick. It doesn't tend to work that way. That's why people will adopt the behavior, work six days, work out six days a week. A month later, they're, they're injured, they're broken, they're damaged, whatever, mm-hmm. and they quit. And it's because they tried to do it the other way around. They weren't looking at what their beliefs were. You're right. Your best idea is to do the two in tandem. Yeah. Start the workout and be journaling what's yeah. happening. You know, that's sort of um, trying to make it more conscious because then you can speed up the decades-long process mm-hmm. of it becoming your identity because you've done it quite quickly. Yeah. You've gone from someone who doesn't train much at all to jiu-jitsu, crossfit, coach, yeah, you know, all yeah. that sort of that. It's been a quick turnaround yeah, really has, yeah. to do that. But I think that's because you've done a lot of this mental work yeah. and become conscious of your kind of inner world. Um, so people who give advice will often hear, yeah, I know all that. That That's, you know, oh, yeah, I know that. No, it's like counting no. calories. Yeah, I know no. that. I know that. What's the secret of knowledge? Um, and in my answer is always like, why aren't you doing it then? Yeah. So this is the question you need to answer and start to explore yourself. So there, I think the block is knowing versus believing the information. So the human knows the benefits and risks associated with physical health or lack of, but the animal needs more time to believe that it's worth mm-hmm. the discomfort. Because just because you know it's good for you or bad for you, the animal doesn't know that. Yeah. So it's not going to do it. So it's like, no, I'm not going to go to the gym. Um, so I think a general belief that makes um, behavior change even harder is the Western idea of, I just want to be happy. Um, On the surface, this sounds ideal, but if you dig a bit deeper, it's clearly incomplete at best and useless at worst. An immediate consequence of this approach is you try to repress or deny any feelings that aren't good Mm -hmm. or immediately positive. So anytime you don't feel good or happy, something is broken or wrong. This can easily lead to overthinking, uncertainty, anxiety, confusion, and ultimately depression. As we've so inspiringly said before, suffering is baked into the cake of life. You end up trying to run and escape from feeling shitty if you can't accept this and you just want to be happy. You kind of, because of that discomfort, you think I shouldn't feel discomfort. I shouldn't feel embarrassed. I shouldn't feel bad. You know, all these sorts of things. But it's bollocks. You shouldn't. That's part of it. That's part of the process. It's part of the the joy of it in the end is that you've overcome it. So allowing yourself to feel shit when your animal wants to feel like shit is the best step to starting to feel better. It's what you did when you went home. You just found someone, your mum, who was going to listen and not interrupt and not call you stupid and not whatever. They were just going to listen. That was the first step to getting back to feeling, you know, being able to laugh at it and joke about it. I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) It's going to take another week. Yes. Um, it's an example of having to go through instead of around an obstacle. Um, I get that it's tough. It's a tough sell, but after spending 20 years trying to figure all this crap out, it's something I deeply believe mm-hmm. chasing happy gets in the way of a good life. So when it comes to exercise and procrastinating on it, 
try and lean into being bummed out about it mm-hmm. and not wanting to exercise. Think, yeah, I don't want to do this. It sucks and it's supposed to suck. Yeah. Don't try and feel good about it before starting. I think that's where people, you know, they like kind of like the David Goggins screaming and shouting and the motivation. They want to get pumped up before they start. Yeah. Whereas I don't think there's any consistency in that because yeah. that video stops working. That quote stops working. Of course. Um, so, I mean, and who is going to carry the boat? Well, that? well, if he's doing that, I'll do something else. Yeah, um, I'll do nothing. I'll just go and work out. If he's carrying the boat. Um, so it's kind of, it's understanding that you're not going to feel good going in. Yeah. Probably ever. Maybe you'll always have that. Like, cause there's always the same spot on the bridge when I'm driving to jujitsu where I'm like, like I've learned to be like, oh, here we go. You know, like what you start to say, I'm thinking. I'm going to jump. That's right. That's right. Straight, <laughs> straight through the bridge. Thelman Louise there. No, but you know when you're coming over from yeah, Montana, yeah. or two months on, same spot where I'm like, oh, we're going oh, to We're going to jiu-jitsu. Who's going to be there? And now I enjoy it because I know what's coming. But, you know, you can see You've why You've got a big target on your back. I don't have a target on my back. Do you think I have a target? Purple belts. You have to have a target. Yeah. Especially I... for blue belts. Yeah, oh, for blue belts, yeah. But I feel like other purple belts kind of understand. And you're a, mythi- you're a mythical a mythical creature in there sometimes. I'm not well. fair enough. Because sometimes, I... yeah, I know, but the, the, that's fair enough, though, like with the stuff you go on. But like, if you hear the young lads, they'd be like, they'd hear about you. And it's like, oh, Josh, yeah, Josh, who was in Friday or something? Josh, is Josh the big lad? And I said, well, it's about five foot nine, but he's, he's a broad <laughs> shoulder. But he, he, you've got that kind of reputation because I shouldn't have. Well, why not though? Because you got purple belts. I'm not particularly technical. I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, but, 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 I mean, people build it up in their heads. No, of course, like, of course. But people like people will listen to me saying, "Oh, you're a purple belt." They don't know what that means. But yeah. it's hard to get a purple belt. It's not an easy. Ah, uh, yeah, the consistency part. Of he time. wouldn't have. But given I feel like all the high belts understand. Like. The subs don't really. Mean well, I anything. think I think the blue belts understand, but they'd like to tap a purple belt. Yeah, because it's it's like when white belts they always want to tap blue belts, and white belts are tapping. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I feel like the consistency part you kind of have to let go of all that though. Yeah, you, 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 maybe but, that's why you become mythical because you don't give a fuck. Well, it, it might be that it's, but you and the mythical ones always seem to be the big dudes. You just yeah. this kind of mythical status around them as well. You know what I mean? Even Martin Costello has a bit of a mythical statement. I can understand uh, that. Status because it's the well, his like movement. Yeah, he but looks it, like a unicorn. Excuse me, without the horn. <laughs> Depends on the day, but it, but that that the way he can do certain things that other people can't do. It becomes yeah, like yeah. a mythical thing. It's like. I think, I think his leg is as tall as me, so. Oh, yeah. Leg is five foot nine. Yeah. But, but it, that's, that's what I mean. It's, it, it uh, but you're all of you are high level. Mm. It's not, you just don't give out these, this, this think, mythical thing is not for white belts, you know? Yeah. If I was looking for a pattern between them, though, between with Costa though, myself, like, there's no pattern. Just tap each other all the time. Yeah. It's part of the play. It's part of the kind of, if you try something, like we'll both say afterwards, like that didn't work, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> you end up getting something like, well, like that. But it's like, right. So Simon, for instance. Yeah. Purple belt. How quick did he get his purple belt? Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, so his, fast, his, right? His technical knowledge is just. But that's what I mean. So, so he's not, but he's not the mythical thing because he's always there. If yeah, he was there once a week, bitch, though. that that's, that's, I'm not saying that, but like, if he was there once a week, ah, right, it's, okay, become, it's just because you. he's always yeah, there. The frequency. It's yeah, not yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah, not the level almost. Do you know what I mean? But so, so the lads wouldn't normally see you, Martin and Justin. Yeah, I but they'd see Simon an awful lot. Ah, know? yeah, that you makes know? a lot and more he's, sense. 
obviously top level. He's ridiculous. Yeah, he's but at the time, the speed he got his purple belt is outrageous, you know. Yeah. But he puts us all to shame, really. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I just, I, I do think that there's a target because, you know, for even for white belts to see a purple belt, they're like, do I have a chance That's of catching fun. him? I like that. Though. That's fun, though. Like, yeah, it's like all that. part of it, you know. I, like I don't think I, 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 I no longer have a target, see a target on your back because I can't get near you anymore. But, I, I don't really have targets on people's backs anymore. Some of the white belts can be dangerous, though. Some of them are, yeah. Because they they'll go. They're not I know, but they might go for something on you. Try it. Rip, rip your head off. And try like, it. That, they might try and rip your head off. And I, like, I had to do that the other day. It was kind of someone ripped your head off. Rip my head off. Oh, yeah. I, remember, and I obviously, you know, I had to tie because I didn't want my neck to break. But, yeah. You know, a sub is a sub. I'm not going to take it. No, away. I don't. He's still got the No, sub. I don't fine. agree. But I just had to show him and then explain to him. No. It, with training partners, you don't do stuff like that. I don't agree that that's a tap. No, it is because it it's is. not technical. It's not a technical jiu-jitsu move. No, but it, you know, if it's, it's like me. Head off, pull, like, it's like me pulling your ear off, and you tap, say, "Listen, when you stop pulling the ear off, that's not jiu-jitsu, is it?" I suppose not, but it, yeah. you know, I look. I'm not going to take it away from him because he's still, it's still a tap as a tap. But it, you know, Doesn't I had to kind of show him for four minutes. I went, <laughs> I just went, oh, okay. No, it doesn't that's fine. I, I, he goes. Oh, wait, 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 what do you mean? Like, I, I like, saw it. No, it's fine. If that's how we're going to do it. I saw it, didn't I? No, you weren't there. Oh. Exactly. You weren't there to protect me. That's what was happening. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was that time when the other Everyone person was getting cocky. It happens all the time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was just, yeah. So some white belts can be really quite dangerous because they oh, yeah. don't know what they're doing and they'll, they'll yeah. damage something because yeah. they've seen something that they don't know how it works. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so that's the belief part of it anyway. We'll get back into it. Promise we'll finish soon. Um, now, my thing, my argument against that kind of being happy, like, if you thought about it? How many people around you seem happy? Uh, it's not many. Not many. No, and really. this is where I'm kind of getting at. I know it's correlational. It's kind of anecdotal. But this idea of chasing the happy and we shouldn't feel bad. For me, the people who are looking to push themselves and struggle they're the ones that seem the happiest to mm. me. Like in terms of, I mean, obviously happy is hard to define anyway, so we can get into that. But it's kind of, I just don't think the way Western culture operates is how you have a good life. Yeah, I think it's kind of, it's always feeling good, isn't it? Like yeah. just, you should always feel good. You should never feel bad, but bad is just part of it. Yeah, it but is, I, yeah. I think it's, to think it's wrong or broken to feel bad, I think it's a problem. Mm. I mean, what would your view be on it? On feeling bad? Ah, look, I I have to feel bad. Like, I mean, it's part of it, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel bad through poor mental health at times, but but also like frustrations and like everybody else. Like, mm. but I don't think it's um, it's not a nice feeling. You've but accepted it's, it's necessary. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the kind of acceptance part of it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine to feel like shit. Yeah, fine. and then you yeah. you come out the other side. You might go and have a you know go train or something. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, well, like you don't see that high if you don't see the low. That's a cliche. That's probably yeah. a song by Dolly. <laughs> <or something. laughs> I mean, I'm going through it at the minute. Last couple of weeks, there's obviously been some some sort of virus or something. Yeah, me and Ma are both been going through it. There's like a. The physical symptoms are one thing, but it's the low mood and yeah, the low yeah. energy and the Sorry. kind of, oh, it's just a nightmare. Good um, drugs. Get some good drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever most people are doing isn't making them happy. So I think it's time to kind of a different approach and like swim against the cultural mm-hmm. stream. Um, so a more helpful belief might be, yes, there's a lot of suffering to life, but because of 
whatever your thing is, it's worth it. Yeah. So this thing being whatever you find meaningful in, or me, sorry, whatever you find meaning in. So the reason you get up, something beyond yourself and your own needs, you find meaning through self-exploration. So I don't believe there's an objective meaning to life. It's something you define and you kind of discover it yourself. Yeah. So it's whatever. It's accepting that the suffering part is there. But what what makes that okay? What makes it less shit? Um, and at that approach, even though it sounds a bit miserable, it, for me, it's been way better mm-hmm. in terms of finding um, sort of satisfaction and peace within yourself is yeah. to be like, yeah, that, that bit, that it be shit, but it's fine. Like because of this, this and this, yeah. that these are reasons to get up. So you might have heard that you, um, sorry, you might have heard that if you want to change behavior, you have to change your identity. This is true, but really unhelpful to someone starting out. It's too esoteric and abstract. Most people have no idea what their identity is now, mm. let alone how to change it. So this is where I prefer to push the idea of becoming conscious of the roles you play and the roles that you want to play in life. Um, so these are what bring you meaning. Um, so once you are clear on these roles, the animal now believes it needs to perform the behavior in order to fulfill the role. The belief then gets linked to your identity and it's no longer matters if you feel like doing it you believe you have to do it. Yeah. So like the example for me is with the kids, like I have to be in good shape and perform yeah. because I can't get sick. I have to keep working. I have to keep earning. There's no, there's no choice in that. Yeah. So it, it's not a case of, Oh, I just can't be asked today. Yeah. It's like, nah, you've got to. So that's my role as a father and like trying to lead the family. For me, that's one of my roles. Yeah. So it's, and that's a role I wanted and it's one I've embraced. And then with that, comes the identity change. So instead of trying to figure out your whole identity, a better place to start is, well, what role do I play? Mm. Who relies on me? Who needs me? Who, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. working through that way. Um, So that's the belief part. Like, uh, do you think about roles or? Uh, do I have one? I think you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Certainly there was a coach and it seemed yeah. like in the CrossFit, you bring a lot of comfort to people. So Maybe. they're not in, they're not like, oh, Derek's going to scream yeah. to me or tell me I'm doing the thing wrong or you make a show of me in front yeah. of everyone. You know, that sort of thing. Cause I can think that can happen in some gyms where the coach might be like, oh, you're doing this wrong. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. And for, you know, you've kind of shown up in front of everyone. Yeah. I'm aware. Aware. I, I wouldn't do that. No, I, I'm aware that we, like the three, well, there's five CrossFit coach, coaches, but the three kind of main ones, mm. I, I'll have different approaches all yeah. down, but just have a different way to approach things. But I approach it in the way that how would I like to be coached as someone who does CrossFit? Because mm. I obviously, you know, one of the coaches who actually does it. Mm. So it's the idea of like, I don't think that the people in there need me to go over and be shouting at them. And they, do, yeah. they don't particularly want it. No. So I'm very much floating around, making sure that everybody's all right. Saying to them, sometimes saying, I'd say you could put on maybe 1.25 kg yeah. on either side. Yeah. Never like overboard, but just giving them a little bit of a, like, you know, you look like you're comfortable with what you're lifting yeah. at the moment. So it's the f- falling into a role in that sense was like, obviously not something that I planned out, but it no. came about of the way that I like to be coached. Yeah. That's, but I, that's I would you argue with, I think that is a reason you turn up mm. like it, it's in the, it's in the pro category of yeah. turning up because such and such might need me. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. even though the, that person might never, they might not say, thank God it's Derek yeah, yeah. loud, but they might come in and go, oh, 
um, this is going to be fine. Yeah. Or, you know, even if their why for that day might be, oh, Derek will be there, so it'll be comfortable. Yeah, but I won't like, feel pushed, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah. That, are there days when you would say, no, I need to go in because such and such will be there or such and such will need me? I mean, we all have, like, favourites. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That just happens inevitably. Like, mm. And I, I, I would think, because, again, I think a lot of them in there have the same idea as me of having a schedule so going mm. on the same evenings so they know what evenings i'm working too because yeah. the same. so like maybe there is that sense of like um being more comfortable comfortable with me when when it's a, a wad say yeah uh, rather than a strength but they know that say martin is better at coaching and strength classes than yes. i am yeah, so yeah maybe they prefer martin for strength or keen or myself yeah. for workout and that's you know if well, that's, that's a role case, in itself isn't yeah. it you've accepted that that's your approach it oh yeah, yeah so you that's your thing so you that's what you serve and i think like i've noticed it with jiu-jitsu the last i didn't realize how much you are a pull for me to come in on a friday because mm. you've met, missed the last few just doing yeah. whatever obviously looking after people and things but I, it's just been a, it's been a bit harder to be like oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah i've realized i need to get my fire back for jiu-jitsu yeah. just because like most of the real big reason sometimes is uh, nice to chance to catch up with Derek. I'll go yeah. in. and I've noticed that recently. <laughs> well, sometimes that, like, even if that's the reason, like, yeah. they come in exactly, it's perfect. You know, another technique, yeah, it, and that works. You know, because I know you're going to be there Friday anyway. Yeah, I know yeah. you'll be the first role I have Friday. Yeah, you know, and and like I know when you because we think the same things with anxiety sometimes going in and to jujitsu that like if we go in. And I'm a bit more of a mouth than you are in there, like, mm. you know, but I like to think that that gets you involved, though. It does, yeah. You know, that kind of, yeah, cause, yeah. Because obviously you're mates with Martin Coslo, yeah. But, you know, with the, with everybody else trying to get them, the, everybody chatting together yeah, in the match. Yeah, you just don't know? see them that often. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've, you meet Coslo, have been training there, you know, almost since together from yeah. the beginning kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that I just, I think roles is, in, it's useful to find out what your role is and you can link the exercise to it yeah. and you can link any behavior change to that role that you mm-hmm. want to fulfill. Um, as I say, it's always about becoming conscious. So just looking at values. So what are your top values and what are you aiming at? And you link them to exercise. Is it the courage to keep trying or is it the resilience to setbacks and slip ups? So, you know, courage and resilience would be mm-hmm. important values. Are you living these values when you avoid exercise? Are you being who you want to be? Um, cause there's, you know, sometimes you, you, if you feel like cowardly, yeah. cause you, is it, you're trying to always figure out, am I just being a coward and not going or do I need to rest? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And it's, it's trying to start becoming more conscious of those motivations. So what are the vices you were trying to avoid? And I link those to exercise. Mm-hmm. So you were given into bad behaviors you aren't proud of. So having values and goals to run towards is important and that's where a lot of people focus on but having nightmares to run away from is possibly even more important so it's who don't you want to be yeah a lot of the time fear like that can push you more so it's another technique to use is to paint a picture of what you don't want to have who you don't want to be and make it as unbelievable and ridiculous as you want so for me it's like some Fat, bald guy, alone in his apartment, just eating crap food, just watching TV, never goes out, doesn't do anything, has no life. That for me, that's one of the ones I run away from. Bald, the bald was a bit nice. I know. Though, was it? I don't know why though, but not sure. not the kind of cool bald. 
Oh, like that's Jason it. Statham sort of style. Right. I'm talking like the awful comb over bald. No, I I, I kind of like the bald that's bald on the top, but hair proper hair on the side. Yeah, you like that. Well, it's a classic. It's like the 1990s. I suppose it is a classic, but it's oh. the, it's the really bad comb over where you can't accept that it's gone. For me, that's what that is. So it's not like it's bald. Glorious, but though. It's like you know, almost like you've got five fingers across the top of your head. Yeah, I like because like, it, it's greasy as well, and it's just yeah, yeah. Not, just loads of it. Just. <laughs> Just low standards and that sort of thing. And there's other images that I'll use. But ball. What I'm running from. That's not low standards. That's just. No, but that's they, just no, it's not the ball. It's the, it's the, con- it's what the you've decision. Done to deal uh, with it. Right. Like you haven't just, you haven't accepted it because you've got five fingers of sloppy hair. So you, want, you want it, but sure, we want it shaved off. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, if you want to go deeper on it, it's just he hasn't accepted. Yeah. You know, he's in denial. He's, denied, he's yeah. a guy who's in denial. Yeah. Um, and it's that sort of stuff. So it's just, it's whatever ridiculous image that, motivate you to yeah. run away from as well as towards um so when it comes to starting exercise beware of the online bullshit yes so we are all easily led down the path of secret knowledge sales mm-hmm. pitch everything on instagram and, and social media at the minute is the secret knowledge that they yeah. have and if you just did this you'd figure it That'd out i mean we've been here for what <laughs> 40,000 years yeah. trying to figure all this out but I figured something out that's a secret special knowledge yeah. that no one knows nobody about. else knows so I found this insert secret bullshit secret <laughs> that means everyone else is wrong and I'm right and it's so easy if you just did this the harsh reality is there is no solution or secret hack to getting started if there was we'd all know about it and we'd all be doing it do your arms get colder because you've got more muscles on them do you think because no, they stay warm don't they? do they yeah i need to work out a bit more sorry um, my top's getting chilly in here so, so yeah um so if we if there was a secret solution it's it's not a secret it wouldn't be yeah. a secret everyone knows about it there is pain and discomfort especially in the beginning i would argue that this is there's supposed to be pain and discomfort maybe that's one of the reasons it's so good for you don't expect it to be enjoyable or or fun. If it is great, but if we aren't doing it for, but we aren't doing it for pure enjoyment. If we were, again, you'd already be doing it. Enjoyment doesn't come with, um, sorry, enjoyment comes with time and as you master it. But at the start, it just sucks. Plain and simple. Except that it's supposed to be really difficult and probably embarrassing at the start. In reality, no one else actually cares or even notices, but your animal thinks they do. Yeah. So it gets embarrassed. Acknowledge the feeling and then get used to doing it anyway, despite the urge to run away. So, in conclusion. In conclusion. In conclusion. Convincing yourself that exercise is a vitally important non-negotiable should be the goal for making it sustainable. Try looking for more and more evidence to support this view. Repeat the message daily if necessary, as it's the animal that needs convincing. This evidence and reasoning doesn't even need to be rational, as we've just talked about. So your physical body and experiences of life are too closely linked to neglect this big win. Exercise is the elixir of youth and vitality. Exercise is how you're going to stick around for the people who love and rely on you. Preventing the four horsemen is really an act of altruism for loved ones. And again, that's one of my things is I mm-hmm. want to, I, I wouldn't mind playing with my grandkids, you know, that yeah. sort of thing and be healthy enough to do it. Uh, getting started and taking action is the hardest part of behavior change. Get really good at restarting over and over and over. This is perhaps the skill to learn. And like any learning, repetition is the key. Allow yourself to keep slipping and failing because this is how you get good at restarting. Make restarting the goal instead of some abstract idea in the future that's miles away. Restart can be the destination. 
There is no secret knowledge or hack that will make the hard work and discomfort unnecessary. The sooner you can accept this, the less time you'll waste chasing nonsense and fads. This is all a unique art that you have to figure out. There's no, there are many ways to get where you want to be. Keep searching and find the way that works for you and then do it to death. Mm-hmm. Right. Please. Journal prompts. This is your favorite bit, isn't it? It is. Do you journal much at all now? Nah. Oh, oh, too busy doing crosswords, crossfit, and jujitsu. Crosswords, um, crosswords. Yeah, got into them, have you? Oh, I'd love them. Yeah, online. So, journal prompts. These are just the questions that are worth exploring for yourself. Why don't I train and exercise already? And then challenge what comes up. Analyze what motivates you now with other habits. So, why are you doing the other habits that you do? What's a non-negotiable now? Maybe it's making money, eating out, spending time with loved ones, sleeping. Why are all these non-negotiable? So figure out a way to start seeing exercise in the same vein. Twist whatever you need to twist to see it as a non-negotiable. Use our ability to lie to ourselves (laughs) and the irrationality to your advantage. So hopefully looking at your other non-negotiables will show you that it doesn't have to make 100% logical sense because it's the animal that you're trying to drive and it's irrational. And that's just a way to get started and become conscious of it. That's it. So you asked for an exercise podcast. You got it. No, you did. You asked for one, didn't you? Yeah, and I got it. Did you though? Did I know? I don't know. I'm not sure that was what you were. I mean, we're. Mind. I mean, we're. We both <laughs> exercise. We, you know, we. This is for people that might want to start. You know, yeah. Start well, how would you? How would you get? How would you encourage someone to start? If it was just if or it was to restart, even. or to restart, um, well, if it's restarting, there's obviously something that you did in there at some point that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So go back to that part and not just go back to like you said, nutrition and starting training all in all the same ones. day. But also, <laughs> I th- I think it's important to find whichever you want, to to kind of shop around. The same thing as what you would do, like you know, buying a pair of jeans or whatever. Well, not me, but um. So if you go to a gym, like a, a an open gym, and then maybe go to a CrossFit gym, and then go you know go to an MMA gym, try everything out. Like just do one day, see how you get on. That's important. Bring a friend. I'd say that's probably something mm-hmm. that because I see that a lot in, in where we are in CrossFit, where two uh, women in particular will always not always, but will bring a friend with them. Yeah, yeah. And now both of them mightn't last, but at least one of them usually does. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if that just gets you through the door. Yeah, yeah. And then you see how you feel. Well, that that's my you know, I'm a savage anyway. I don't. No, oh, this is it. I just try, try. When did you start training? I started running when I was thirty. 30. And I, yeah, and then I started doing like MMA, or jiu-jitsu, sorry, yeah, when I was 35. So you, you'd never done any training? Nah. Good God. I was training that's you don't get injured. I was training that's the dog. You don't get injured. That's why you don't get injured, yeah. You don't have old injuries coming up all the time. They'll, they will start cropping up. They're bound to, because the older you get, like, do you know, my, you see, I'm not Yeah, but I'm falling apart now. And what I know, I, yeah. What you now, 40? 40. 41. Yeah, like seven years. Yeah, but... And you've... You, like your calf sometimes plays up. Does it really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but like you've been trained since you're 14, like so mm. it's fair enough that you were getting these old. Falling apart. Yeah. You're training like HRT. I, I'm yeah. training what, 11 years? You're training what? 20? Yeah, 20 now. Yeah. There you go. Jesus. HRT. Old as fuck. Old as. What do you think next then? What do you want to do next? What should we start doing with the potty? What will we do next? Maybe you should, should talk about this on air. Interviewing old people. We could interview old people, yeah. That's an experience. We could do that. It's a good life. Anybody know any life? old people that would like to talk to us? Don't yeah. approach them in that sense. 
um, say we're looking for experienced people. Experienced uh, people. That's yeah, it. rather than old. That's why I've got the addiction. But we, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. That's why I'm good at crosswords because we've got the, the words, the lexicon. Oh, that's a you know. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Some vocabulary on this words, man. What are we like? Yeah, half a hoodie on me. Let's say, as always, yeah. thank you for giving us some of your bandwidth. And remember, no one really has a Scooby-Doo what's going on or what we're all doing. So keep your mind open, work on living your values, and accept the rest is probably just dumb luck. Bye.